Yes, what a world, ladies and gentlemen. We are finally here. The 2022 FIFA World Cup match day one was today, the first and only match of today, as the host Qatar took on Ecuador. I am Carlos, the Swiss Army Knife. Of course, many of you know me from the Kirby on Sports podcast. This is, of course, the Kirby on Sports World Cup show where we will be here every single day for the next 17 days basically to recap what has happened every day of course today only one match to cover which was the opening match ecuador versus qatar um tomorrow we all have three matches but we'll get to that a little later of course we're just going to talk about the opening match of the fifa world cup finally after four long years of waiting we have finally arrived Actually, it was four plus years because, of course, this is the first World Cup to happen in November. Uh, normally, it happens in the summer. So, if we were in the normal timeline, we would have already had the World Cup. Uh, but due to it being in the Middle East, they moved it to the winter time, so that way, you know, the the weather wouldn't be too much of a factor. But that's besides the point. Here we go. Let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Of course, we have to thank our sponsors. PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corp, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate, and Barrett Pest and Termite Services. Of course, there is no hurry up offense here. There is no real segment to really go into. We're just going to pretty much just break down what happened in the game, tell you my immediate reactions and thoughts to you know this opening match. Um, and then we'll kind of preview a little bit of what's going to happen tomorrow. Of course, it's the big day tomorrow. It's the United States's debut in the world cup or in this edition of the world cup of course it's been eight years since they've played but we'll get into that a little later let's go ahead and jump into ecuador versus qatar ecuador beating qatar two nil dos a cero the famous scoreline of a usa mexico match um yeah not a uh not 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 the best performance um, by Qatar at all, actually. Uh, it was kind of stunning. Um, you know, Ecuador pretty much came out and immediately dominated the match. They dominated the match from, you know, pretty much the start. Uh, you know, Qatar didn't really have anything. The thing that you could really point out was the physicality. They pointed out a lot in the pop, in, during the broadcast with uh, Stu Holden and, you know, John Strong, two of my favorite uh, commentators. Um, that, yeah, the thing about Qatar is... You know, they just couldn't match Ecuador's physicality. And the physicality was the key thing in this match. I think it really surprised Qatar. You know, they've never really been in this big of a of a tournament. You know, this is their debut in the World Cup. They didn't qualify, technically. They didn't go through World Cup qualifying like, you know, Ecuador had to do. Uh, they were automatically put into the World Cup because of being the host nation. Um which is it shouldn't be a knock against them, but you know it, it does kind of co- come to the point of, you know, Ecuador's battle tested and Qatar. While they've had some, you know, they they won the Asian, you know, Federation Cup, um, you, you know, in 2019, they also had a pretty decent performance in the Gold Cup a few years ago, um, which they took the you know the United States B team to the you know pretty much to the brink, you know, in Austin, Texas, uh, I believe, in the semifinals. Um, you know, ultimately they just, they've just never been on this grand of a stage before. And I feel like the moment was just too big for them. I feel like they didn't necessarily know how to, um, 
how to really perform under the lights. You know, this, you know, you're, and this is the world cup. It's in your home, it's in your home nation. You've never played in the world cup before you, you got, you know, your countrymen just like all filled, filling the stadium. And then you got this Ecuadorian team who didn't go to Russia, uh, you know, four years ago, they, they missed that world cup, but they were in the 2014 world cup. So, th- you know, this is a team that kind of knows how to deal with you know with the world cup and the grandest stage and also they come from a more competitive federation you know in the south american federation the comebol uh, federation where you know you have the likes of brazil argentina chile peru you know the list goes on and on you know they cut they, they came out of that you know and, you know whenever you play down there every match is big um qatar just it just really looked like from the you know from the start the moment was just too big for them um and you know it's it it really started with their goalkeeper their goalkeeper really struggled in the first half um as you can you know some key stats you know it was shot 6 to 5 in ecuador's favor um no shots on target for qatar they really couldn't get anything going offensively you know it started to show some things in the second half but uh, nothing really of consequence. Um, you know, the possession stats say 53% to 47%, but it really felt like Ecuador had the ball for most of the game, especially in that first half. It really just felt like it was Ecuador, 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 Ecuador. Um, and yeah, just really Qatar didn't have any answers for them. You know, they would get possession and then they, they would just be kind of, you know, too jumpy and making, you know, these mistakes, you know, in, on a throw in, you're throwing the ball directly to the Ecuadorian player. Um, you know, both teams committed 15 fouls, but, you know, Qatar was very undisciplined Four four yellow cards, which is not great. Now you have four players on yellows and, you know, you still got two more matches. Any one of those four players gets another yellow card. They're going to be suspended for the next game. If any of them get a yellow card against, um, I believe Senegal's their next match, you know, they will, you know, they will then be suspended against Netherlands. You know, they brought it up in the broadcast. Qatar didn't have unrealistic unrealistic expectations. They they kind of kept it, you know, they're not, they, they weren't expecting to win this World Cup. But they at least wanted a good performance. And this was probably worst case scenario. They just completely, they were completely outclassed. They had no answers. The quality of player was completely different. And it's insane considering that Ecuador is the third youngest team coming into this World Cup. Um, you know, only one of their players, which was the man of the match, who we'll talk about, um, you know, uh, Valencia. I'm sorry. I had to pull up some some stats. But, yeah, which was Valencia, the man of the match, in my opinion. He scored two goals. Should have been three goals. He should have had a hat trick. But he was there was an offside ruling on the first goal, which I'll get into. It's a, it, it's a very annoying rule. Um, yeah, he's the only guy who really has World Cup experience. He's the captain. He scored the three. He scored three goals in 2014 in the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. He scored th- three goals there, and here he scored two. He was an absolute menace out there, and it should have been three goals. Luckily, the soccer gods were friendly and gave him, uh, you, you know, and let him have justice and redemption from that terrible offside call, which by the letter of the rule was correct. But let's be honest; it was a dumb, dumb decision. Um, you know, I to me, he the, the player was still onside because there's there's a guy further back behind the goalkeeper. But unfortunately, the offside line goes to where the goalkeeper kind of is. It's it's a weird rule. I don't understand it, and I think that FIFA should really 
consider changing that. Um, yeah, you know, you know, this is a this is the third youngest team, only behind Ghana and of course the United States. Um, and and yeah, they they came out to play, like they came out and they look like a real contender to get out of this group. I believe that they are now probably. You know, you win your first match, you're probably you're almost guaranteed to get out. You know, you really realistically need to just win one more game, and you're through. Six points is usually the goal to get out of the group stage, uh, you know, uh, section of the tournament. And I truly believe that uh, Ecuador, there, that that was a really great performance by them, and I think this is going to give them a lot of confidence going into the Senegal match with Senegal that doesn't have Sadio Mane playing um with them so they might be there for the taking and of course a big match against netherlands you know um i but they i you know next for them you know they have a big match against netherlands i believe is their next opponent um let me just double check that for a second but yeah um i just uh i was very impressed by by ecuador and um And yeah, 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 yeah. So the next match would be, uh, yeah, and the next match would be uh, Qatar, uh, Senegal, and then Ecuador, um, Netherlands. That'll be Friday. Um, but yeah, I, I believe this is going to give them give Ecuador a lot of confidence. Of course, like I said, they only need to win one more game, and then chances are they win the group. A draw also keeps them in contention. Um, the only thing that they want to try to avoid is a loss here because then it kind of comes down to the last game and you don't really like to leave things up to the last game, especially with a Senegal team who's going to be able to match them with, you know, the physicality and the quality, um, aspect of it. Right. So the, the Qatar win was huge. They needed this and they did well for Qatar. It was just so surprising because, you know, I, I brought it up a little earlier. They are the Asian Federation cup champions. Um, of course, that's not a very strong federation. You know, you know, there's not a lot of great teams in that you know area, um, and but they had such a great performance in the Gold Cup, and the Gold Cup is also another you know kind of low level type of you know uh, competition. You know where there's really only the big three kind of, you know, it's Mexico, you know, it's normally just the big two Mexico and the United States. Um, and then just more recently, Canada's kind of come onto the scene, but then you get the occasional dark horse of Jamaica who, uh, you know, uh, can make a run at things. Um, but yeah, it, it was super surprising how kind of timid and scared they came out. You know, this was going to go one of two ways. Either they were just going to come out inspired or they were going to, you know, uh, kind of fold under the pressure. Uh, and clearly they folded under the pressure. Of course, 2-0 is usually the most dangerous lead to have. And they, they got the lead, pretty, you know, uh, relatively early, I would say. You know, within 31 minutes, they were up 2 nothing. So there was still a whole lot of game to play. They didn't really make great. They tried to make second-half adjustments and try to, you know, press a little more, you know, uh, push the line up, try to put some pressure onto Ecuador, but Ecuador was just carving them up and just realistically Qatar didn't have the quality to keep up with, with these Ecuadorian players. Um, of course, like I said, uh, Valencia was the man of the match. He was just a menace out there. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, how good they looked, of course, 
another guy you want to you know kind of shout out was uh, Mendez. Mendez had a fantastic game. Of course, he also you know he's on a yellow card, so he has to be very careful. Two yellow cards for Ecuador, both of their central defensive midfielders. Um, but yeah, just. What, I mean, what more can you say about, you know, Ecuador? But I do want to bring up an interesting stat. So uh, Qatar is the first host nation since they started doing the thing where the host nation opens the tournament. They haven't always done it. They started doing this in 2006. But prior to then, it was the defending champions would open the tournament. Um, but, yeah, since the host nation started uh, opening the tournament, the this is the first time that they have lost. 2006, Germany won. 2010, um, South Africa drew against Mexico. Uh, 2014, Brazil won. And then last, uh, you know, 2018, the last World Cup, Russia uh, won their uh, opening match. Uh, so, yeah, so for Qatar, they are the first, uh, they are the first nation to open the, host nation to open the World Cup uh, in the opening match um, and lose, of course, you know, it, it was, it was brutal. It, it was kind of hard to watch. Of course, the fans, it, it was a great atmosphere in the stadium, despite the fact that during the second half, the Qatari fans didn't really come back out. Um, but the ones that did made, made, made plenty of noise. And of course the Ecuadorians brought the end, the Ecuadorian fans brought the energy. It was a fantastic atmosphere. Um, and it was, it was a lot of fun to watch, man. I'm just so, I'm so happy, man. It's finally time. Like the world cup is here. Like this is such a, this is, this is it. Like this is why it's so special. Every, it only happens every four years. And you know, there's been talk about trying to change it to two years. And I say no to that. Like, no, let's not do it. Match day one is so special just because we wait every four years for this. And it just feels so much more special. The world comes together. And they also brought this up during the broadcast, the things that we've been through in the past four years. You know, we've had a global pandemic. You know, we've had all these, like, problems in the world. But, you know, like, for this, like, you know, this game brings people together. Like, how, like, what they, they said it too. Like, what reason would a Qatar... You, you know, you know what Qatar fans and Ecuador fans need like like have to be in the same stadium. They rarely would ever play each other, and here they are playing each other on the biggest stage in the world, opening the tournament, and just bringing the energy. Um, it was great. It was it, it was awesome to see. Um, you know, so, you you know, kind of sucks. You know, to see the host nation not really put on a great performance. You know, it's more fun when the host nation is kind of, you know, a you know, I guess like a contender, you know, uh, Brazil, for instance, in 2014, they were a contender. Russia was kind of a dark horse, not really a contender. Nobody expected them to win, but you know, they were at least going to cause fits going into, um, you know, to, you know, at least get out of the group stage and get into, you know, the, uh, the knockout round. Um, yeah, you know, not a lot of high hopes for Qatar, you know, they've never been to a world cup before and I'm not necessarily 100% positive that they would have qualified had they had to go through qualifying if this was in another country like if it was here in the u.s which of course the next world cup will be um i'm not i'm not necessarily sure uh if they if they would qualify or not they are i mean they're a feisty team normally they just didn't show that today it'll be interesting how they respond because now they got two tougher matchups against senegal of course without sadio mane and against the netherlands who are a nice young team led by a manager who last time um, he, you know, he, he coached the team was in 2014, 
you know, he this is his third stint as the Netherlands manager. And, you know, so, like, he knows how to drive this nation to success because he's done it before. Um, but, yeah, it, it'll be interesting where Qatar goes from here. Ecuador, I think, are on a good track. Of course, winning your first match is always important. And I think it'll be interesting to see... Uh, you know, you know where they go because they also have two touch tough matchups against, of course, the Netherlands next, and then Senegal to end the group stage. Those are my th- quick thoughts on Ecuador Qatar. Um, you know, tomorrow is is the big day. Tomorrow's the rest. You know, tomorrow's Senegal Netherlands, the second match of um, Group A, and then of course we got the two matchups in Group B, uh, starting with England and Iran, and then of course we're gonna end the day with the big kahuna, the big one, the one that I'm looking forward to the most, of course, uh, as a United States fan, USA versus Wales, our first game since 2014, since we lost to Belgium. Think about that. Since we lost to Belgium 2014 in Brazil, the United States has not played in the World Cup. We've missed the entire 2018 World Cup. And it's been eight long years. It's been eight years since we've seen the U.S. in a World Cup. That is insane to me. And... You know, we have the youngest squad. So we have, you know, hopefully these guys come in there with this, like, kind of naivety and, and, and just kind of go for it. You know, Wales, this is Wales' first World Cup in 50-some years. Um, you know, what is there to lose? Like, let's go for it. Like, 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 like let's, do, let's do the thing. Um, so I'm just really looking forward to tomorrow. Um, it's going to be a crazy day. Um you know, it's going to be a crazy month. You know, this week alone is just going to be insane. World Cup matches every day. Of course, we have Thanksgiving coming up. You know, we, we got football today, you know, and got, got to get, get to that here soon. Um, but, you know, this is this is the beauty of kind of the World Cup being at this time of the year, which it never, which it never is. You know, it's normally, you know, in the summertime when there's nothing else going on and it's the only thing. But this time it's going to be just hectic trying to keep up with that, trying to keep up with the NFL, trying to keep up with just anything sports, you know. And on top of that, we got the holidays going on, you know, and everything. But, you know, just enjoy it. Like this is going to be the most beautiful month of sports that we're going to have where we're going to have NFL and World Cup, you know, action going on at the same time. So match day one uh, is in the books. Uh, again, Ecuador beating the host nation Qatar 2-0 um, in a pretty dominant fashion. Uh, Qatar again had nothing had nothing to offer um, Ecuador. So um, yeah, I think I, th- I think we'll just wrap it up here. Just a quick short episode, just kind of you know recap the one matchup uh, you know during match day one. Uh, like I said, sad to see. Uh, the host nation kind of go out kind of sad like that. Uh, they have two more games remaining. Hopefully, they can at least put up something uh, for for their, you know, for the you know, for the fans that are obviously have invested a lot into hosting this tournament. Um, and you know, and for Ecuador, you know, don't don't drop the ball here. Like you guys, you guys are leading, so don't don't mess this up. So with that being said. That'll be it for the first edition of the Kirby on Sports World Cup show. I am your host, Carlos the Swiss Army Knife Martinez, uh, signing off. Uh, Again, we want to thank our sponsors, PM Plus Reserve, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Court, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate, and Barrett Pest and Termite Services. 
So with that, match day one is over, ladies and gentlemen. I will see you guys tomorrow for match day two and hopefully a United States win. Later!